as far as I'm able to read the vital signs, we're not getting sicker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle, and it's my friend Alfonso Rachel, and we try to talk a little more about the culture than about politics on this show. Uh, Zoe, you know, a, a country, probably better to say a culture, is it's a living thing. It's constantly changing. It's either, it's either growing or it's getting old and decaying. Maybe it's stasis. Who knows? But it feels like a living thing because it is. And because the culture... Uh, feels like it's a living thing. I've often thought of it, especially in the last couple of years, as a person. And I think that some of the things that we do on the show is trying to diagnose the health of the of the patient so we can, you know, at least identify what the proper medicine is. Uh, so in the last couple of days as we record this, something has happened in the culture that I think is enormously important. In fact, I think it's so important, given the trends, that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pre-state the case, but 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 just in terms of how I feel, I feel like this moved the patient out of the critical list and put it on the serious list. You know, we're not out of the woods. Lots of things can still go wrong, post-surgery infections, any number of things. But I think this actually took us off the critical list, and and here's why I think it was so important and what it was. Uh, so you you know, as, as all of our viewers know, that a month ago or something like that, the uh, federal government decided to put out a, essentially the Office of, of Misinformation uh, which and put it under the Department of Homeland Security, which instantly became, for everybody, the Ministry of Truth from 1984, right? Or, or, <laughs> or any, other, any other totalitarian country like the Soviet Union had a Ministry of, of Information. And this would be the official story put out by the government, and anybody who disagreed with it would be punished, legally punished. And sure enough, uh, Joe Biden decides that, well, whoever speaking for Joe Biden decided that would be a good thing to have here because we can't have people speaking the truth because if we did, lots and lots and lots of big questions would, would arise and we can't allow that to happen. So this so-called uh, proto-government agency was put in charge. It helped that the person that put in charge of it was a was a drama queen lunatic. It would have been much more dangerous if it had been somebody somber and 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 you know and and fair looking because the reason that would have been worse is because there, there there should not be a ministry of information in this country telling us what's true. But 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 uh, as we record this, we find out a day or two ago that the plans for this uh, department of misinformation or disinformation, which is a KGB term has been put on hold, which means it's dead. Uh, and it's dead because it received so much flack. There was so much pushback. There was so much uh, outrage and so much ridicule, really, is what did it, honestly. And and so it didn't, it, it looks very much like, again, as we're recording this, like it's just going to, let's just forget that idea and it'll go down the memory hole along with the rest of this stuff. And when you couple that with things like Disney coming out months ago and saying we're trying to put as much uh, trans and queer uh, characters as we possibly can into Disney content, and then you find out that Disney loses $50 billion in, in, uh, market, in, in uh, appraisal, and that 
Florida takes away their special tax and, and regulation exempt status as a result of this. And the recent uh, list of the top 10 amusement parks in America doesn't include Disneyland or Disney World. All of this together says that this, that this patient is in serious recovery. The fever seems to have broken and things are getting much better. And so the, the topic uh, that I wanted to talk about today, because we've done a couple on, is the tide turning. I think the question's absolutely yes. But watching how the um, Ministry of Truth uh, basically evaporated led me to the happy conclusion that I think that we are going to come out of this with a, a soft landing. In other words, it seems to me that this idea that I've been talking about for a long time, and that is you really have to let people see just how absurd and awful and, and totalitarian and, and fascistic these ideas are. And, and until you let them live under it, they won't have any idea just how awful it is. I think this idea is bearing fruit because everywhere we look, these guys, the, the, the woke progressive crowd, are in full-on retreat. And I don't think it's going to come to having to take states out of the union or, 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 uh, or, or you know, ammo up. We're not out of the woods yet by any means, but it's feeling more and more to me every day that the American people have seen what these people are about and have decided they don't want any part of it at all. Hmm. All right. So, uh, and, and man, I, I want to have that, uh, that enthusiasm and I want to have that hope too. And don't get me wrong, man, because I do have hope and I do have my enthusiasm and, and whatnot. Um, what would the, be much easier if you just agreed with me on everything. Can we just, you know, that, just... <laughs> I'm working on that. I'm working on that. Cause that's but, good television. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Sure. With uh, with what Democrats are doing, man, this stuff it's it's calculated. It's not all about how much money they lose. It's about how much they gain in terms of their ideology. Um, even though it's like they they've already planned for 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 backlash. They've planned for 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 things like people, I guess, waking up and not tolerating and stuff. That's that's not the long game. Uh, uh, the end of the of the long game. They know that they're going to have these obstructions. But the damage has been done, and even mm, though we question. might we might tear this down, but we're tearing down and making it may make a dust pile of what it is that they've done. But that's another dust pile that's going to elevate them to another thing for them to stand on for for more damage that they can do. Um, you know, I look in a like say for instance, I look in the Word, and over and over and over and Bill flipping over again, people will see the damage of their ideology and then cry out for rescue, get their rescue and then go back to doing the same thing they just well, did yes, over and true. over again. Right. Because the, the it's, there has to be the solid groundwork laid, right? The acceptance of what the solid groundwork is and then execute it to make sure that you're, you're, um, that you're stayed up on what is going to basically inoculate us from this virus that these people keep trying to impose on us. There's a couple of things that uh, that bring to mind uh, when you, you you mentioned a couple of times um, we're not out of the woods yet, and uh, I've talked. We can't to, even see the end of the woods yet. Right, right. Can't can, can hardly see the forest through the trees, um, and I just really think it's interesting. Uh, if I can remind folks, there's two names. Uh, there's, there's more than it, but there's two names that come to mind right now that the devil is named for. 
There's one, there's Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. Why? Because a fly doesn't know when to flip and stop, right? A fly never leaves you alone. It's always coming back, trying to lay maggots in your mind. I hate those bastards. Right? I can't stand them. them. And they get you thinking wrong things constantly. And they're always in there in your eyes and they're always in your ears, corrupting the way and they feed on the decay. And that's what we're seeing a lot of decay. So the devil is aptly named the Lord of the flies, but he's also called Belial, which means Lord of the forest. And just like you said, we're not out of the woods yet. And that's what the devil does. The forest is an enchanting place. And the devil's objective is to lead you deeper and deeper into the forest. And he masquerades as an angel light. Oh no, follow me. Right. Just go ahead. Oh, yeah, and 100%. No, absolutely. absolutely. So he's aptly he's given these names and that's where we are as people become enchanted by these things. And as, as we as we go deeper into the forest thinking, oh, this is the way out. And this dude, we've been walking around in circles the whole time. So I'm prayerfully cautious about these people leading us around in circles in their forest, because that's what a lot of this stuff is. And I mean, like I said, I have hope, but my hope is not in. And I don't mean to sound condescending or dismissive of people. I don't mean to sound that way at all. My, my hope is not in people. My hope is in what the Lord can do through people. That's where my final hope is. And in that, it's like, well, it's already written that we have the victory. But if, if I'm like putting my hopes in the way that these things look because of finances and stuff like that, my security is not in where the money goes. You can kind of yeah. follow the money to, to get implications on things. But like I said, man, it's written on our money. In God we trust. If I'm trusting in what the polls say in terms of what money is doing, how these people are losing revenue and stuff like that, they've already got that factored into their ideology. They know they're going to take losses. This is war. In war, you take losses. All right. So my indication is not in that and, and, and how, I, how I gauge these things because that stuff can, can, can definitely lead you askew and, and uh, we end up being very disappointed. And this stuff happens over and over and over again. Well, I'm certainly not above beating an analogy into a bloody pulp on the floor. Uh, if, but if, if this idea of being lured into the dark forest is, is and that's a great, that's a great visual, and, it, and it's not just a great visual; it's a great parable. But it seems to me, from the geostationary orbit that I try to stay in, that they've been, I've, they've been leading us into the forest for pretty much my entire life, mm-hmm. and for the first, I don't know, up until 10, 20 years ago, 20 years ago. I didn't even realize it. 20 years ago, I started getting worried because it's starting to get a little dark around here. And two years ago, I thought, okay, we're just, we're lost and they're just, we're just going to keep, we're just going to keep going until, until we get to the gingerbread house where the witch is, you know. <laughs> uh, but everywhere I look, I see signs of, of the entire culture saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You told us that this would be good. You told us this would be good. You told us this would be good. And we followed you because of that. But now that we're in here, we see that none of this stuff is true. We think we're going to start, we're going to start heading back to camp. And, um, and of course, that will cause them to fight even more aggressively and so on. And your point about the damage is obviously true. The damage is monumental. It, it, it may be irreparable. Uh, but you can't, you can't recover from a sickness until you stop getting sicker. You know what I mean? Hmm. There comes a point where the fever has to break and you may still be in recovery for months or years in case of cancers or something. It'd be a long, long time. But you can't actually begin to recover and, and, and rebuild these systems until they stop getting worse. And to me, that's, that's what I'm seeing. I'm reminded of Winston Churchill's uh, 
line, I think it was during the, um, in, I, I think it was in 43 during the African campaign, uh, when he said, uh, you know, the, the allies were finally starting to turn it around. And he said, look, this isn't the beginning of the end, but it may be the end of the beginning. And, um, and that's, that's how things feel to me. All across the board, people are rejecting this stuff. Now, to get to your, your much deeper point, I suspect that what's that why this is happening is because the religious and moral immune system of this country was so unbelievably strong to begin with that it has managed to weather this in this viral infection and 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 stay alive but i agree with you on this completely that in order for a full recovery to happen in order to get back to the place where it's a healthy functioning society it's not just a question of walking out of the forest, you know. You have to, you have to, you have to get some medicine. You have to get, you have to get, uh, you have to get an inoculation, and that's going to come from the moral end, you know. That's going to come from from all of the, all of the policies of, of progressivism, as at least as I see them, are policies that when you run it right back to the source, even if you go past follow the money, it all comes down to. Follow the me, right? It's sure. what I want to do. I want this money. I want this sexual power. I want this power. If I'm if I'm uh, if I'm a person who's got a, a bunch of abnormalities, I want those abnormalities normalized throughout society so that I don't feel, you know, so uh, you know, crazy. <laughs> and and so on the on the biggest possible picture, to me, it seems like we've been getting sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker. And, and now for the last couple months, but especially with this, and especially in the way it happened, you know, we didn't have to sue. We didn't have to, we didn't have to, um, you know, threaten to secede. We didn't have to do anything. It, it just got laughed out of existence. And it got laughed out of existence because it is still on some level, a fundamentally healthy society, despite the uh, astonishing damage that's been done and the enormous amount of work we have to do to repair it. So now maybe the thing to do is to talk about, okay, so if this theory of mine is correct and we're no longer getting sicker, what do we do to not only speed our recovery out of this, but make us healthy enough so that so that the cultural body starts to repair all of the organ damage that was done to it during this horrible disease. Oh man, I hear you. It's, it's you know, um, the order that we have is to, uh, is to be salt and light, right? And salt, one, salt is a preservative, which is one of the reasons why, just like you mentioned, you know, our, our, um, our Republic has sustained for so long is because it was founded on this principle, founded on, on, on biblical principle. And that is the salt that's necessary to help preserve this Republic. It's, it's unlike that, any place in the world. I want to stop just for one second, because what you're saying is so important. And, and I, I had always known that salt was a preservative, but it never occurred to me that the, that the biblical or historical value of salt was that it was a preservative. I always just Thought, oh, you want salt? Okay, because it's for seasoning. Mm. But no, it was the only way that 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 ancient man knew to preserve food. It was the only way to survive. Yes, uh, winters was through salt. Is salt is is what kept people alive. Salted meat will 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 last through the winter. And I'd never thought of it that way. So that's a great way to think about salt. This is a life preserving force. Indeed, and the the word itself is the meat that is is the meat that we're supposed to get out there and keep preserved and have the freedom to be able to tell of it. And salt of course just like you said is flavor and we're supposed to make the meat flavorful. And that's something that 
something that we haven't done, especially like, you know, when people talk about, you know, conservative messaging or even Chris, Christian messaging, the salt has been very reserved. It's like, man, use the salt. Okay, we gotta yeah. make we have to make these narratives flavorful. See, unfortunately, liberals, they use that salt. They use all they use the salt, they salt, MSG, any other artificial stuff that they can put in there and overprocess stuff and tell you that it's natural. High and fructose all, corn syrup, that's you know, really delicious too, and make right, you crazy right. sick. Yeah, they're they're gonna feed us all this junk and tell us that they care about our health. So, but we're the ones who are supposed to be using the salt. We're the ones who are supposed to be using the honey and stuff like that and make the and, and let remind people that the law is supposed to be like honey in your mouth. It's sweet. But that's something that that we haven't, you know, really been doing. So in preserving this republic, we're supposed to be that salt to preserve and we're supposed to be making it flavorful. And if it's if it's not done and it loses its savor, then it's no good anymore. And then people end up trampling on it. It just you just might as well toss it in the dirt and it's no good to you anymore. So these are the things that we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, if we don't get back to that, if we don't have that stable foundation to do that. And we try to do these things on our own narratives. We're just going to keep going, you know, deeper. We're just going to keep we're going to repeat the same mistake. You know, it, it, it looks good, man. It's like, don't get me wrong. You know, it's great. But as the liberals say, is it sustainable? Because mm. there's going to be another wave of cray cray that's going to come in and level it. And then we got to rebuild again. What are we going to do in terms of, you know, now that we see that we're tired of it, you know, and 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 the fever is broken now that, you know, there might be some sort of uh, disease that has 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 left uh, us not in the in the good shape that we were in before. Now we have to fight from this, you know, another from another state are we going to let me put it like this just because we're tired of this doesn't mean that we're ready to do the right kind of yeah, that exactly yeah. you know what i'm yeah. saying it's like the doctor's telling you okay look uh i told you you needed to stop eating this it doesn't look like you're going to stop eating this but um you know now and, and you're experiencing because people do that they may experience a time of, well i'm feeling a little better it's like okay that's good man but now that you're feeling better don't take that for granted and keep doing what you were doing uh you might have to change some things well, I don't see. Yeah, I, stop, I stopped <laughs> eating pizza and chocolate, and I lost two pounds. And now that I've lost two pounds, I can eat pizza and chocolate again. Right, and, and usually that don't work out good. You know, no, so um, so there's there's certain things that we may have to do differently. Not change our principles, not change the the values that have sustained you know our republic, but the approach may have to be different. Because if not, we just go right back to the same thing that caused the sickness in the first place. Well, let me ask you this then, because you're absolutely right. That's that's no, that's absolutely right. It's it's one thing to walk away from the darkness and something entirely different to walk towards the light. Right. Mm. I mean, what 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 I'm seeing in the in the culture is people is people saying we don't want to go here and we're going to turn around. But that's not the same thing as them seeing the right path and and then walking towards what they should be doing. That's a that's a profoundly good point. So then the question becomes, there have been a number of religious revivals in the in this country's history do you think it's possible for another one? I think there's no question that it's more difficult because of because of the um, the glamour of science, and and by glamour I mean it in the traditional term meaning a spell, mm -hmm. right? It's a, a a glamour was something that a that a magical creature would had around it to make sure you never saw its real self. Mm. And, and so there's this kind of 
glamour around science, and science has become a religion for half of the mm -hmm. country. Well, I don't believe in religion. I believe in science. Science isn't a religion. Science is a very specific scalpel that applies in very limited circumstances, and when it's applied correctly, is astonishingly powerful. But it's not a religion. It's not a philosophy, and, and it has become one because it has provided um, what many people, myself included, uh, believe, used to believe anyway, in my case, provided an alternate explanation. You don't need God because here's hydrogen, helium, methane, and ammonia. We threw a spark through it, and amino acids come out, therefore there's no God, right? Uh, life is, is, is so many orders of complexity greater than that. So, so science has given, science has, has given people uh, a, a, a path to go down that seems to have a bright light at the end of it, but it's a, it's a dead end. There is no, there is no philosophy in science. There is no understanding of life in science. There is no moral code in science. There's no redemption in science. There's no nothing. It is a profoundly good way of finding out what's going on here on planet Earth in this physical world. So do you think that because it is, because this alternative is out there and so big in, in the public consciousness and so shiny, although it's getting a lot less shiny lately as it becomes more and more politicized, do you think that a religious revival is, is possible in this country? Um, I hope not. <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that because I understand, I know exactly where you're going. Do you think a spiritual revival is possible in this country? I hope not. No, and the reason why I say that because hey, uh, even demons are spiritual. The devil, the, the devil is spiritual. How about a Christian revival in this country? <laughs> okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay, so it's just like you said, science is not a religion, but people treat it religiously. Yes. Um, and even where now I'm going to go on the flip side of that and let folks know that I, I, I worship science. I do because that's what God is. Science just means knowledge. It means awareness. God is the omniscience. He's the all science. Do I follow that science? Absolutely. I do. But is my God a religion? No, <laughs> he's not a religion. I don't follow religion. I follow Jesus. So the, and, and I, all that to say is, it's just like you said, when you talk about science, science is, is, in, in, for us, for us, science is acquiring the knowledge of how things work, right? The science of, uh, when we're looking at the, the science of biology or astronomy or, the, or, or archaeology, these, these different sciences, right? That we want to build our knowledge in. And that's what it all is. Bill is, it's, it's discovery. It's discovery of how things work. I marvel at the engineering of it. Right. It didn't engineer itself. Nature, you know, is, is, is a facility, is a facility that the facilitator put in place to make these things happen. You know, as the word says, the sons of God shouted for joy when the Lord laid the foundations of the universe. All these elements are orchestra or, or orchestrations of how all these things work down to just microcosmic to macrocosmic levels. He engineered it. Um, so in terms of a revival, uh, in this country, it's just like you said, even science has a glamour around it. You know, the, the, the devil, you know, Lucifer. When we say Lucifer, we're talking about light. That's what the name is actually referring to. It refers to light, the Bring, light bearer. Bringer of light, yeah. Right? Uh, so it ha he has this glamour, right? He has this masquerade about him. And right now, one of the biggest tools that he has right now is the fashion of science. Science makes you look woke. Science makes you look like you're enlightened, you're intelligent. Makes you look smart, yeah. Makes you look yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You don't believe in in these fairy tales or anything like that of, of how, uh, you know, this God, this flying, you know, sky God or anything like that. Um, you know, but at the same time, one has to rely on theories of how these things came about that really, when you follow them to, to the conclusion, sounds just as fantastical or fairy tale oriented as what the Bible is offered. So, you know, and, and when you have a person who is recorded in history by both uh those in fidelity and even those who are secular say, yeah, this guy was here, uh, who can attest it. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I was the one who was there to observe. If we're talking about something that is observable in nature, I was the guy who was there. I came back from what you guys feel it happens to a person in natural, in the natural. I came back from that to testify. Yeah, dude, I've always been here. And I can I can testify to what I observed and for what I laid the foundations for. Why would I believe anybody else's writings opposed to this person's writings? So when I'm when when you speak of a revival, if we can have a and and once again it's just coming down to this agreement. What are we going to agree to in terms of this revival? If we can't agree. You know, and, I'm, and I know people sound like, oh, Zoe, it sounds like you're trying to push your religion or anything. No, I'm not. We're, ask, we're ask, asking for a solution, right? Well, this is the solution that I'm putting on the table. The solution is, is here. Unless we can agree on this, according to what this person has said, according to who he says he is in his uh, uh, testimony that was recorded by witnesses, this is just going to keep, you know, in the natural Things decay, and that's where we're going to do what we're going to do. We're going to spiral in decay unless we're going to use that salt and see if we can yeah. preserve. See if we can preserve this thing. The salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. um, yes, that's right. Uh, so, so my theory is is that is that the is that the Christian values that were baked into the structure of this country mm -hmm. and baked into the culture mm -hmm. were so strong that even after all of these four or five decades of direct assault, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. example, look. The reason that that you have to have Christianity to have a functioning democratic republic is because the essence of Christianity is that you have an internal judge. You don't need to be told what to do about everything because you have an internal conscience and a judge. And this this was clear to the founders who basically said our our form of government's only uh, suited for religious people. You substitute virtuous people is a much better expression, right? Mm -hmm. And so if people by and large will do the right thing because of what they believe, then you can leave them alone. And if they don't, then you got to have police and security cameras and prisons and all the rest of this stuff and and ministries of disinformation. Mm -hmm. So it's built into the to the freedom. Now the question is how do you get people to to recognize that and kind of head back in that direction? I suspect that any kind of a of a moral and virtual revival is going to have to be predicated on the ability to use science to make the case. Or at the very least, an understand. Look, science tells us certain things that are true about the real world. We've had this conversation many times before. These are separate domains. But uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of work on this in the next year because uh, I've been working with somebody who's really astonishingly brilliant. Uh, he's one of the architects of the information age. And, and he was there. This this. This analogy just lit me up. He was there when one of his friends and partners wrote MS-DOS, which was the, the first real operating system, and MS-DOS became Windows and basically changed the world. 
he was in the room when this guy was was writing MS DOS. So he went out, and, and the, the the other guy went out and drove up, you know, a couple hours to go get this brand new chip. Uh, and on the way, he was thinking about what he could do with it. And on the way back, he was thinking about what he could do with it. Installed it on the simple primitive motherboard, attached a power supply, gave it a tiny little memory thing. You know, this is 30, 40 years ago. And turned it on. Now here's the point. This guy had built the box, right? That we know as a modern computer, because that's what it was. He'd built the box, but the box couldn't function. You couldn't just turn it on and have the box work because the will to intent, the logos, the essence of what that computer box did is the operating system. The box is simply a mechanical device to follow the instructions, but the instructions don't come in the box. I'm talking about the first, I'm not talking about pre-installed software. I'm talking about the first time somebody wrote software for, for a computer like mm. this. And so this guy pointed out to me that the essence of what makes a computer work is not the chips or the power supply or the motherboard or the memory. The essence is the logos that existed in the mind of this guy who, who, who was able to write instructions to allow this box to do a very simple series of things accurately and quickly. And, and this idea that, the, that the, the logos, this is the term I'm going to be spending a lot of time on, logos means like the essence, the, the, the philosophical essence of it, the, the core of it. Although I'm sure you knew that. Uh, the logos of a computer is not in the computer. It, it doesn't come with the hardware. It is, it is the product of consciousness. And consciousness was put into a fragment, a, a, a shard of consciousness, was put into this box that was designed specifically to hold this little shard of consciousness. And that's when the thing started to work. Not when they put the power supply and plugged it in, but when, but when this box was capable of receiving the instructions that had come from the human mind. And I've always found that the best way to understand complex things, like multi-dimensions, is to, is to work in the other direction and say, okay, here we are. I want you to understand this thing, which is much more complex. So in order to understand this, let's do this. Let's look at something that's much more simple. And if we can if we can look at something much more simple and move ourselves there, then we can realize, oh, okay, there's this much difference between these two things. So therefore, there's this much difference between what we are and, and what we're trying to explain. The classic example of this is in multidimensional theory. You you work with flat land, a two-dimensional hypothetical land where every creature is two-dimensional, and you can look down on it and 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 you can see inside of their little houses because they only have one-dimensional walls, and you can see inside the creatures. And, and so a, a fourth-dimensional object could look at me right now and see my outside, see my inside as well at the same time. That's impossible. No, it's not, because you can do it on a piece of paper with the flatlander. Oh, I, I think I kind of, I don't really understand it, but I, I, I see the shadow of it on the wall. And, and I think this, this is what it's going to take. I think it's going to take people using scientific data to, and, I, and I'm stealing so much from this guy, <laughs> to using really deep, accurate science to show people how miraculous life is and consciousness is, how miraculous it is, how, 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 how far we are from understanding it. We, can, we, we know we can do things like we can make a theoretical box and we know something comes into the box and then something comes out of the box and we can predict what that's going to be and we can sometimes add an ingredient to change what comes out and that makes us think we understand the box. We don't have any idea what happens inside the box. We just are able to observe what the box does. And, and this, I think, is where 
well, look, I'm, I'm just speaking for myself, right? Uh, so many of the, of the uh, religious convictions that I've picked up in the last 10 years, five years, have been motivated by, number one, the quality of the people who were espousing them, and number two, by going deeper into science than most people do and, and reaching that stage of wonder, you know, just, just wonder. I can describe to you how uh, these uh, proteins fold, but I can't explain it. No one can explain it. It's, 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 it's astonishingly complex beyond our ability to understand it. It's there. And we can talk about it. That's great. We, that's, why, that's why we've been given these uh, intellects. But, but this is the problem. People mistake the map for the territory, and, and it's much more complex. So anyway, I, I think that we should, um, I, I think what this episode has shown me is that, yes, we should embrace good news when it comes. We should embrace it and should be happy about it. But your point is absolutely right. We shouldn't let that uh, let us think that we're off the hook or that we're out of the water or, or that even that this is a solution. It's not a solution. We have to find the solution. Uh, but it is still good to know that at least as far as I'm able to read the vital signs, we're not getting sicker. Indeed, man. And, and just that's exactly what we need. We need the good news. We need the gospel. And what you have just said is so reflective of what's in the word itself. In the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. Through him, all things was made and nothing was made without him. The, wor the word for word, the word that was with God and the word that was God is logos. That's the word that's used. And we're talking about the, the, the awareness, the intelligence, the law, all those things, this, the, uh, uh, the spark of what happens. And the spark, that's the word. And it's not gonna happen. This is just a box that just exists without him going ahead and putting the information, breathing the life into it and making that spark. What you just said is just totally reflective of that. That's heavy, man. Well, uh, human beings are, are, are as successful as we are because we're, because we're astonishingly good. We're better at the Ministry of Truth than those people that Biden hired. I am. Uh, and fortunately, I'm working for the good guys, or at least I'm trying to get into heaven anyway. I'm doing my best. <laughs> uh, but, but, um, but, but humans are adaptable. We live in the we live in the poles and we live on the equator. We eat everything. We eat everything in the world. We eat grasses, insects. We eat, we eat birds. We eat fish. We eat mammals. We eat reptiles. We eat everything. So humanity has been successful because of our adaptability. And you can look at that as humanity being uh, a particularly good um, a particularly good computer, and and it will take instructions, and all we have to do is write a better series of instructions. That'll do it for this edition of the Virtue Signal, made possible by the members of BillWhittle.com. We'd love to have you join us on this uh, little adventures of ours, and, uh, and if you like the show, you can help keep them coming by clicking that link below. For Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Virtue Signal. <laughs>